Good day bikers, Jimmy here with a slightly different pre-show intro. I've learned many things whilst embarking on my podcast adventures, but here we are 10 months in and the most important lesson I've learned is this. Never promise a season finale when you have no idea what your players are going to do next. I've become fixated on the plan of ending at episode 20, but the truth is we still have a few episodes to go. And rather than stitch them all into one extended episode and make you wait a few weeks, I thought it best to just keep churning out episodes. Over the next few weeks in the run up to our finale, I'll be releasing episodes as and when they are completed. So check your feeds every day as you'll never know when a new episode might appear. Rest assured there will always be at least one episode every two weeks, but don't be surprised if you get more. If everything goes according to plan, season one should be complete by the end of October. And from there, we'll be taking a very short break to prepare for season two. In the meantime, we'd love it if you could post an iTunes review so that we can spread the word and bring more folks into our adventures. We also have a Patreon if you wish to extend your support further and a Ko-Fi if you are unable to commit to a regular subscription. Simply search for Brits on Bikes at the aforementioned websites. Patreon subscribers will be given access to an assortment of bonus content, and if we are able to reach our Ko-Fi goal, we hope to reward all contributors with a small token of our appreciation, in the shape of stickers and badges. Finally, we have no podcast promo this week. Instead, we thought we'd give you something very special. Last episode, we talked about Cat Faber, one of our most ardent fans, and her affinity for writing Bob-themed songs. Well, this episode closes to Cat's most recent composition, aptly titled when your back's against the wall, which we know you're going to enjoy. You can check out all of her music at catfaber.bandcamp.com. Now, on with the show. Hello listeners, and welcome to episode 20 of Brits on Bikes. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles, and with me this evening is Eve. Yo. And Kat. Hello. Yes, here we are. This is the season one finale. I can't believe we are finally here. It's quite exciting. Definitely. A lot happened last week, or in our last episode, so it might be a good idea if we just do a very quick recap. For my benefit, really. Does that mean you're not going to do it this evening, Kat? I'm I'm terrible at it, you know this. (laughs) All right then, so, Eve, do you want to... Well, that's the thing, I don't know exactly what uh, Kat got up to before rescuing me. That is that's, a good point. That's okay. That's okay. What we'll do is we'll is we'll take it from we'll just kind of look at the end of last episode. So fast forward, uh Sally's total badass. Uh rescued D. We broke a machine. Sally pulled a knife on mom. And yep. we beat up several of the guard people, trapped neeps in a window. Stole a car, got into a car chase, um, got into a, uh, caused a car wreck, beat up more people, jumped a fence, and then found out that Kate, uh, 
Cassie is an angel. Yeah, it was quite a, quite a busy episode. <laughs> and that's it? just the second half. Yeah, that's that just is... the second half. So a lot happened, and I anticipate more will happen. Will the kids survive? Who knows? Oh, Sally's already had a bit of a mental breakdown. So. I think everybody's having a bit of a mental breakdown, yeah. to be honest, but that's all good. That's all good. We'll see where we go. So, the very last moment from episode 19, you two, Erin... Cassie, Weege, Michael and Snotrag and Nettles were all in the carriage and Cassie had just stood up and she had unfurled a huge set of grey wings. As she does so, Michael, Weege and Snotrag step forward and do the exact same thing. Wait, did I miss that? Are they... (laughs) Hold up. Even snot rag? Even snot rag. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> okay. Well, it kind of lends credence to, to the way that Weege acted with you when you were really yeah, upset. Weege, but snot rag. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I love snot rag, and I know so much about snot rag, and we're best pals. But <laughs> you seem very quick to judge him. But I mean, come on, this is not right we're talking about. So I'm just going to ask you before the action kicks off. You've seen this happen, Sally. Let's get some thoughts from you first of all. What is going through your head when you see this? Well, Sally's already in the corner having a panic attack. So true. I think it's going to take a while for it to actually notice because. I mean, that's sort of thing. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but most of the time when I've had panic attacks, my vision kind of clouds over. So she's just, just not there. Okay. And what about Dee? How, how's Dee reacting to this? Uh, Dee is just... Did we get off the, the handcuffs last session? We did, I believe. Okay. Yeah. They were definitely so. working on okay. it. So, uh, yeah. Dee is just kind of standing there holding their wrists, and just staring, very slack-jawed. Almost as instantly as these large grey feathery wings come out of the backs of the disciples, an almighty crash is heard outside, and their wings just drop and sort of fold back in as Cassie stares across at the window and then does a quick nod to Snotrag, to go and investigate. What would you like to do? What? Um, <laughs> um, I thought we'd be safe here. I'm just going to make noises over here. Erin <laughs> <laughs> looks over at the pair of you and says, Oh, will you please pull yourself together? Nope. Wait. No. Good point. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't need to make any rolls to to hear this but you can hear a muffled sound of voices coming from outside of the carriage and as you look towards the door you can see snotrag holding by the scruff of the neck in mid-air is skip baskerville the junior reporter right (laughs) 
that guy. I was like, I know this name. That I told and gave advice to. <laughs> Skip is an absolute babbling wreck. He's like, look, I didn't want to, and there's all this, and everything seems to be, and I can't really understand what's going on. And you had feathers coming out of your back that were wings. Are you flying birdmen or something? What's going on here? Yeah. Yes, yes, they are flying birdmen. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, the most correct and obvious answer. <laughs> what are you... Um, he looks over at the two of you. He says, what have you gotten me into? What did I do? You dumbass who came over here. Cassie steps forward and grabs Skip from Snotrag and places him down on a chair in the middle of the room. She circles him and she says, What do you think you are doing around here, you cretinous little turd? Skip's struggling to say anything. He's like, I, I, I don't, I, I, I only wanted, that's, that's, everything is, I, please, don't hurt me. Make grit rolls for me, please. I'm good at those. I, I'm not, I, I rolled a one. I got 19. Okay, Sally, you are absolutely oblivious of everything that's going on right now. Yeah. D, you've been involved in enough crazy antics in the last couple of weeks. Just moving forward. You are moving forward because you you can you can see that Skip is genuinely scared and genuinely has no idea what is going on here at all. All right, Skip. What did you see, and what are you doing here? Um, well, it, it was because of you that I ended up here. It's it's it, it's all gone mad. It's all gone barking mad. See, see, see? I know what I'm talking about. Number one, uh, Wapora, right here. So, oh. uh, what? Now, well, I told you to go after... Old Vicky, not be following my butt to the junkyard. See where well, there's a bit of a disparity. I, after you left the newspaper office, I went back to the records room. I was just uh, clearing away your mess, and I, uh, I, I, I looked at what you you were looking at, and made the connections with Victor Wallace and and. And the farm. And well, then, of course, I hear, hear the following day that, that Mr. Stratemeyer has been killed. So, I, I, well, I don't know what to think. I thought maybe I had some kind of lead. So I went over to the hospital, see if I could have a look at the bodies and, and, and corroborate what you said about everybody having all their organs sucked out. Um, the hospital just told me that the bodies have been claimed. But I asked at the funeral directors and none of the victims seemed to have been admitted for burial. Sure is suspect. You're telling me this is, this is quite the scoop. And I, I don't really know where to go with this. I, I went back to the farm. I thought maybe there might be some clues there, some evidence. Nothing. The whole place was just deserted 
the only thing I found, the only thing that led me to believe that there there might be an element in tr- of truth in what you said was I managed to find the the small discarded body of a mouse that looked the way you described it. It was all shriveled up and everything had been sucked out of yeah, out like of its insides. Uh, held it to a vacuum or something, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't have much of a chance to to inspect it or or have a look for anything else because I was well I was knocked out. I came to and the mouse and my notebook were gone. It This whole town is going nuts. I don't know what to do. And then of course there's the meeting as well. Like what What's happening to this place? Well, it's, that's, that's, I can answer that one. I know exactly what's happening. Uh, evil hippie cult. Kind of like, uh, came in and took over. He's, he's not a hippie anymore. They, they, he's not a hippie. He's just, he's just crazy. Look, I, I don't know what's happening here, but, but something isn't right. And, oh, then, of course, my only connection, my only source of information was the two of you. So I decided to try and track you down. He gestures at you, Dee, and he says, I couldn't find you anywhere. Oh, yeah, no, I got kidnapped. He glances over and says, what? Yeah, Dee, like, holds up their, like, bruised up wrists and everything, and, like, points down to the chains. Yeah, that um, was the whole thing. Uh, okay, um, he said. So I, I, I just, I, I, I kept an eye on you, Sally, and eventually it, it, it led me here, which is where I saw this, whatever this is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure about that either. Um. Would would any of you um care to uh clarify real quick? Weech steps forward, and he clamps a hand down onto Skip's shoulder, and he says, "Now listen here, Sunshine. We are, how can I put it, a little bit different, but I trust you not to uh, reveal any of our secrets. You wouldn't do that, would you, old Skip?" Skip just looks up, shaking his head vigorously, going... <laughs> Snotrag looks up at everyone and he says, uh, Would anybody like a cup of tea? So normally yes, it's not my thing, but yeah, kind of. There's a general consensus and everybody sits down while Snotrag makes a cup of tea. He comes out of a partitioned area of the carriage a little while later as you're all kind of gathering your thoughts, Please holding a tray. Please tell me he's got, like, proper cups and saucers, not like a, a mug. <laughs> he's got a proper tea set, but it's made up of several different tea sets. So it's a Harlequin set. That's very trendy. They're all very, very dainty. <laughs> and believe it or not, Snotrag makes a really good brew. Yeah, so he dishes out tea and everybody sits down and Cassie has been talking quietly with Erin. Once she sees you all settled, she 
perches on her desk and she says, Now, it may come as no surprise to all of you in this room right now that we are not exactly the human variety of the bikers that you have come to know and love. Yeah, I can't pick that up. Huh? We are of the celestial persuasion. Oh, wait. So, I just got a quick question, and that's uh, my present relationship to uh, churches and what have you. Like, uh, you know, certain uh, words and conspiracies I might have said up against certain, uh, you know, higher beings and what have you. I'm an atheist. I didn't know that about you, <laughs> Sally. No, you're not. You go to church with your parents. That doesn't mean I believe it. Yeah, she could still be an atheist. Honestly, you humans, you drive me to distraction. To be quite honest, we don't really care whether you believe in us or not. But, I mean, I obviously believe in you. I'm saying, like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I should know. Well, let me lay things on the line for you. I don't know if you've noticed, but our boss is not the most attentive of keepers, as omnipotent creators go. Truth be told, they don't care for this little rock you call home, and much of the bookkeeping and day-to-day administration is left to the likes of us, while the all-powerful takes all the credit. Okay, cool, gotcha. Now, I'm not saying that they're a bad sort. They're just... how can I put it? They're rather distracted. When they fix their minds on something, it consumes them. And that's all they can do, and that's all they can think about. She gets up from the, the desk and starts to begins to pace a little bit. Right now, and her shoulders slump slightly, right now, it's jazz music. <laughs> Specifically... <laughs> The Cornet. <laughs> the all-powerful met Bix Beiderbeck back in 1933, and now all they want to do is practice diminished scales. <laughs> and of course, the war came along, and it was left to yours truly to point out to the mighty that they may have their priorities a little skewed, and that if they didn't do something about that little ferret in Germany, then I would have to intercede on their behalf. That did not go down well. And myself and my closest companions were told that if we cared so much about Earth, then we may as well go and live there. Of course, the creator didn't go as far as casting us out. The fall was a bureaucratic nightmare that we're still trying to deal with 6,000 years later. But in no uncertain terms are we to go back home until the boss can play Coltrane's giant steps. In short, we're screwed. (laughs) I'm loving the dogma vibe of this. Oh, yeah, this is very disconcerting and big, and I don't think I'm quite capable of comprehending that right now. So, uh, let's move on. Look, the short of it is, we're kind of in limbo. We're not exactly what you would call angels in the biblical sense of the word. However, we're not, we're not like you either. You should totally ask whether they can do magic. You're exactly like Skip said, you're bird people. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, the irony is we can't even fly. 
That sucks. Okay, so you're penguins. <laughs> or ostriches. Or kiwis. Are any of them from New Zealand? Michael steps forward and he's like, call us a penguin once more. <laughs> I dare ya. Look, I, as long as y'all eat chickens, I, I'm cool with you. Of course. Ch- chickens. <laughs> Everybody eats chicken. What are you talking about? <laughs> There you go. We're all good. I want to demand to know why the fairies kept trying to send us to you. Erin pipes up at this point. Ah, uh, 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 Sally. That's not exactly what happened, was it? Ingumba told you to search the plume of the host. Is that not these guys? Well, I don't really know. And this is the thing, neither does Ingumba. Ingumba is a seer. Things come to her. She doesn't know the full meaning or implication of them. It's it's part of her gifts. So we are screwed. Not, not necessarily. All right. I don't think uh, old Vicky knows that we got these guys. Okay. So, uh, in terms of magical capabilities, what exactly can you do? All right, because I can I show you what I can bring to the table. All right. <laughs> and uh D, D, D does the uh the the eye crease thing. And it's like eh? okay. <laughs> Cassie steps forward and absolutely eyeballs you, gets right in your face and uh and then just almost snickers and said, uh yes, very good. I learned that on my own. That is very impressive. Everybody's like, yo, this is gonna take you ages to learn nothing. I'm like, I pulled that out of my back pocket overnight. Okay, so you want to know about the capabilities of of the disciples, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, so what I'm going to do is rather than fully role-play this out, I'm going to give you the lowdown, and this is what Cassie and the other three kind of explain to you. They're not the first angels to have this happen to them, for them to be kind of, like... Laid off. Laid off, yeah, um, for want of a better word. Put, put on administrative leave. Yeah, administrative leave. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so angels in this position are known as the sullied. Now, can I ask, have I stolen that from somewhere? Because it pops I mean, into my probably? head. And I can think... Okay, I mean, so... there's the unsullied are the, the, the things in Game of Thrones. But this is the opposite. Okay, well, let's go with it. Let's go with it. So um, so angels in a similar position um, to the disciples are known as the solid. Their powers on Earth are limited. So despite having wings, they are no longer able to fly, which is why many of them develop an affinity for speed and for vehicles. Cassie goes on to explain that there are an awful lot of biker gangs who are, in fact, solid angels. <coughs> Hell's angels. Um, (laughs) I never said that. (laughs) The other thing that marks them out as solid is their grey wings. An actual, you know, fully employed angel has wings that are made of light. And although they give the appearance of feathers, they're not in the traditional sense feathers. They are like kind of created from light. It's symbolic. Yeah. The solid cannot intervene in the affairs of humans. The most they can do is simply observe and guide. Most interestingly to you is that they are mortal. 
of sorts. They age like normal humans and are reborn as babies, but retain all their knowledge of their lives as angels, both on Earth and in the afterlife. How weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what would you like to do? Oh. So you can't interfere with anything. Cassie looks at you and says, it's not my job to. Yeah, but that's, that's not the same thing. Can you or can't you? Well, look at this way. I can't just rock up and stop something bad happening. Alright, so... But, but what if the thing that you're stopping isn't mortal? You know, like... I don't know, some sort of giant summon monstrosity known as a Bogoth? Look, I understand what you're getting at. I, I can see where all this is going. It's happened before, but it's being executed by humans, by choices that humans have made through their own free will. And as such, I cannot intervene in any way. By one dude's free will and manipulating and brainwashing a bunch of other people, that doesn't exactly seem like free will to me. They're human actions. I can't directly do anything about it. Alright, alright. Hear me out. Uh, me and Sally and Skip and Aaron. Yes, Skip, you're, you're freaking in this crap too now, I guess. Welcome to book club. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the book club. Um, when we roll out, how about y'all? You just, you roll with us, and like, when we get into the crap, you do what you can. Just, just like, keep your eyes out for like, stuff that you can interfere with. You know? Because I mean, I don't know, we get in some weird like, uh, elf prophecies and stuff apparently. Um, I don't know how often elf prophecies are white, or if they're anything like, you know, freaking bum prophecies. No, they're not as sacred as bum prophecies. <laughs> okay. Is Nothing so is more sacred than a bum prophecy. Thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, I reckon it still means something. So, you know, like, maybe there's something there, maybe there's not. <laughs> Yeah, you just wall up, like, because, I mean, you can interfere a little bit, because you did grab Skip there. You interfered with him discovering y'all's. And you took down posters. So, so you're able to do a little bit of interfering. That, that was, yes, but that was not interfering. That was, that was merely shenanigans. (laughs) There's a a very subtle difference between interfering and shenanigans. So, so there we go. Like, we yeah, just get up to some shenanigans, alright? Like, who knows? I don't know how that might help Make us. Make a... This is a persuasion roll. Make a charm roll for me, please. Oh, goody. Six, baby. Is that an explosion? Yes. If I keep yep. throwing my dice off of this, uh, that would be a four, so ten total. As you continue to talk and make all these implied requests, Cassie's the corner of Cassie's mouth begins to just twitch ever so slightly, and she glances over at Michael and Weege, 
who are giving her the same look and and she turns back to you and she says yeah yeah we can we can probably do something but believe me you're you're not going to be able to rely on us i hey you know what i get it y'all y'all are going to y'all y'all are, uh um What's the word? What's the word for it, uh, Sally? For like uh, people in the back that kind of like help out with like this, all the all the surround and stuff. Uh, support? Yeah, y'all are support. We'll see what we can do, but no promises. I'm not gonna lie to you. Things are looking pretty ugly out there. Hey, hey, yeah, t- tell me about it. I I can't. It's almost like all seems lost. <laughs> so what do we got in the way of weapons? I love if in doubt inventory. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we found the plume of the host. We don't know how to use it. (laughs) Can you both make brains rolls for me? Nope. Ten. Three. Sally, as you say the words, all seems lost. Ideas come flooding through you. And one thing that you do recall is the pictures that you saw at the farm. It's good that Sally recalls that because I only have the dimmest recollections. There was... One had, like, a dog in chains and one had, like, everyone was on fire and something coming down and one of them was completely scratched out and, and, and like, the rift in the sky but whatever was whatever was coming out of it was scratched out. So what do you think was falling from the sky? An angel? Or a demon? Maybe it's just one feather. Maybe it's just one feather. Don't know how that helps us. Right, Sally, it's your idea, so you're going to have to ask. Dee doesn't know any of this. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> right, sorry, I'm, I'm not really very with it. Um, so, when all seems lost... Find the plume of the host. If you guys are the host, can we have a feather? Cassie looks at you and um, her face goes quite dark all of a sudden. And she says, you, uh, you don't want one of those. Why not? I would like one of those. No, honestly, you don't. First of all, I can't just simply give you a feather. That would be in breach of our administrative leave. And secondly, I think I think I know why it is you want this feather. And that would be good. Tell me that because I have no idea. <laughs> this has happened before, you understand. Many, many, many Years ago, a man who thought he was powerful, who thought he could harness chaos, tried to deal with powers he knew nothing about. And thankfully, he was defeated. But I don't have what you need. You don't want to use. And she flicks one of her wings out. Why not? Don't you understand? No. We're no, the I really don't. 
with a solid when this happened before the angels did intervene and they did make sure that everything was okay they released a feather but you try it with one of mine and i don't know what will happen well i mean that's all part of the fun right <laughs> shenanigans um, yeah um yeah at, at that kind of weege sort of <laughs> um giggles a little bit well i still i still don't get i still don't get any of this like so there's there's you have feathers that we shouldn't use and someone has feathers that we should use but also it's a bad thing what I'm saying is, it's never been done before. Nobody has ever used a, 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 a feather of a solid for any kind of... For what? That's what I don't know. <laughs> Alright, so... This is like a kind of a... We got a nuclear option. How do you mean? Like, you know, like, you know, you know, what... We're in the middle of a freaking cold war, okay? Nobody <laughs> knows what the <laughs> nuclear option is. So you freaking nuke things. Do we know things. that it's the cold war yet? Like you know, it's like the you 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 pull you push the big wet button. You you got a bunch of big wet buttons on your back. Look, it doesn't matter either way. I can't give you. I can't hand over one of these feathers to you. Wait, what if you just like you know like fluffed your wings out? And, like, turned around and just weren't paying attention for a minute. Oh, you feel a little pinch. Oh, what was that? Must have been a bug bite. Nobody needs to know. Look, me and the crew are going to need to discuss this a little bit further. Now, you do whatever you need to do. You're welcome to use the carriage, but we're heading outside for a bit. And she nods at the three of them and they march out and as she gets to the door um, she turns back and she says listen we'll help out as best we can but at the end of the day this is all on you we're we're in no position to give you any kind of real help and as she turns back she coughs and her wing judders out of her back slightly and as she leaves she slams the door catching a feather in the door frame uh, what do you want to do take the damn feather somebody could just slip on that I rolled an 18 to grab the feather very quickly very, better, better safe than sorry <laughs> uh, stick that in your bag <laughs> oh wait <laughs> You grab the feather. It's, for all intents and purposes, it looks like an ordinary, maybe slightly larger than most, grey feather. Like a goose feather. Yeah, I suppose so. wonder what we do with it when it comes time. I hope you don't have to eat it. Yeah, why, why won't they tell us that part? It's, I don't know. <sighs> I guess we will take all the bag off or something. Um. Oh wait. So you can do that. Uh 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like we're in the middle of a, a teenage rebellion. You think about that, Sally? I don't think I can do this much longer. Oh, I don't... You know what? You, just you can, Sally. You got this. You're freaking powerful. You pull the knife on your ma, and then, like, we've been kicking butt all freaking night. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, that was oh, really gosh, wild. She's gonna kill me. I've never she's done anything like me. that. But look, alright, you know what? We don't have much choice. You're kicking butt. You saved my freaking life. You are my best goddamn friend. And we're gonna save the freaking world. Aaron looks over at the two of you. Have we finished all the empowering speeches now? Hell I yeah. I think I could do with five more minutes. <laughs> five more minutes? And then Can I just point out to you that time is ticking and we need to come up with a plan? Alright, so just to stop there, just really quickly. So it is very, very late Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We're now probably into Friday morning. Past twelve, so one, two o'clock in the morning. All no right? wonder I'm so tired. That would be it, yeah. Your options, I think you both know, are pretty limited in terms of what you can do. Do you want to go home is what I'm asking you. I don't think I can go home ever again. (laughs) No. What are you talking about? Jimmy, I got kidnapped by my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I got kidnapped by my uncle and we knocked out a bunch of people in Sally's bedroom. We can never go home. (laughs) No, you can't. Well, just keep in the in the last post and eat garbage pie. <laughs> if you're lucky, D might still have some kebab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they they uh they they tackled me outside there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get my food back to the to the last post. Well, I guess we can raid these guys' fridge. Um, so they did say that we could just like have at the the carriage. So, I mean, and clearly they got food because they made tea. So. Yeah, we can raid have, their fridge. They have a kettle, at least. <laughs> oh, wait, so here's what we gotta do. Uh, we gotta get some sleep. That's important. We gotta be strong. Um, then we gotta do a weapon inventory. We need our tools. And then we gotta uh, set up our armor, set up our vehicles. Um, we gotta make, a, make an attack plan. We gotta end this crap. I... Ran out of fingers to count a long time ago. <laughs> As you're talking, Skip suddenly looks up and goes, bub, 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 uh, I almost forgot. There was one other thing that I I, I, I don't know how it slipped my mind. It, it was kind of the main reason that, that brought me out here in the first place. Um, you got a rocket launcher? No. Oh. Um, it, it's, it's just a bit of news. Um, it's... It's about the Reverend Duguid. Oh? What about the Reverend Duguid? Um, he's dead. What? What? Yes, um, his his body was found um, earlier today. Um, I just happened to be on the news desk when I caught wind of it. I don't know much other than that the, he was shot. And that's oh, not even the, 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 the weird part. Um, he, um, he was found tied to his altar in St. Winifred's and it appears that he was he was 
force-fed the pages of a King James Bible. Hmm. Um. Oh, this hasn't got any, anything to do with you, has it? I hope not. Yeah, like, that definitely wasn't me, because I've been spending the last couple of days uh, kidnapping. I don't really see that being, like, a Sally style. Um. I don't have a gun. But this, this, does it have anything to do with this at all? It might. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it's got something very specific to do with this. Both of you make grit rolls, please. Nine. I have a strong suspicious. Suspicious? Suspicion. I got a nat 20 there. Ooh, nat nice. 20. Mm-hmm. And a 10, so that's a 30. Wow. Holy. <laughs> I got nine. Okay, I mean, both of you do it. Sally. You can see all the colour has gone out of Erin's face. And she is... The only emotion you could say is she is angry. She is. She looks properly, properly livid. Dee, you see the same. However, you're making the connections far faster than Sally. You can see into her soul. And you know for a fact that... One, this is almost certainly thistled down, exacting some kind of justice. And two, that Erin is on the verge of wanting to do something herself. Mm-hmm, 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 she mm-hmm. stands there and she quietly seethes, and you can see the rage building in her. Hey, 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 Erin, look at me, look at me. Right? She snaps out of her trance and glares at you. What? One step at a freaking time. Okay? One step at a time. Don't go one and a half on us. Okay? What What are you talking about steps? This is everything. Absolutely everything. Goes against order. Didn't sign up for this. Ugh! Tell me about it. Trust me, I know, I know, I get it. Was it her? Was it her? This, this puts the the treaties and the agreements and the the pacts. Oh, this is a disaster. Uh, she needs to be stopped. I agree, I agree, but, but I think we might have a little bit more of a pressing issue on hand. What with the bargain? Skip stands up and lets out an exasperated sigh. Could somebody please tell me what's going on here? Whether do goods, uh, 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 as you all would say, a proper bastard, okay? So, you know, like, Sally, I know you didn't see it, but he's the one, uh, one in the whole freaking, uh, de entertainment type crap, uh, over at the school um. that I got put in. So, I mean, Screw that's that guy, why. but also, holy crap, that's kind of messed up. I can't believe she'd kill him in church. Who's she? What on earth are you people talking about? Don't worry about it. Look, I am not doing another single thing until you give me a clearer picture of what's going on here. Oh, wait, so, are you ready to have your mind blown there, bud? <laughs> um, Alright, so what we're going to do is we're going to fast forward this, because otherwise we're just going to end up retelling the story. So... 
details skip the the full story of everything that's happened and been going on you tell me how does how does skip react to all of this disbelief i think he's a journalist he has to have some kind of skepticism i think i think skip skip strikes me as the kind of because i mean he followed our leads in regards to like the uh farmhouse stuff being murders and all that and yep. people getting their guts sucked out so but there's there's murders and then there's angels and then there's fairies and magic and secret orders to preserve very specifically stuff. saw saw angels with his own eyes yeah, but there's, but that's what I'm saying. Like angels is religion, and magic is heresy. They're like they're D, different. They're different worlds. He did do magic in front of him. <laughs> it's very minor magic, but it was. Magic. It is very minor magic. Could he have seen it from his vantage uh, point? <laughs> well, let's. Shall we roll for it? Um. Okay. Straight fifty-fifty on this one. Okay. Odds okay. he sees it, evens he doesn't, and he does. He sees it. Okay. So yeah, I think I, still think I think he'd he approach with at least it. some skepticism. I think he's definitely lost because we are definitely talking over each other the entire f- time and just like <laughs> repeating stuff and going no 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 you, no no this is how it went down look like, no no this happened first before oh, wait, wait, that yeah and then uh what's no you're forgetting the other thing yeah um so yeah it goes on I'm like sorry. that for like I don't know. 20 minutes (laughs) by the time you're finished skip looks absolutely drained and exhausted that's pretty much it it's 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 rather straightforward when you really like lay it down (laughs) in a line like we just did (sighs) well let's just let's just say for a moment that, that i believe everything that you've just told me what can we do about it you got me there, bud. Honestly, at this point, I'm thinking uh last thing they expect is a frontal assault. But this is just me talking. And like I know it's it's had several instances of it working, but might I suggest disguises. <laughs> Because, <laughs> I mean, hear, hear me out. They're almost definitely gonna have them cultist guys all up in their robes and whatnot there. Okay, because if this is the thing that I saw in my freaking vision, which I think it is, I'm pretty sure it is, I think they're just walling it all up into one big old ball and just like getting it done with, whipping that band aid white off. If it is. We're going at the, uh, we could, we could sneak in real close, just be like, oh yeah, no, uh, we're cultists too, hey, uh, uh screw more shaving, let's, uh, eat it with a giant guy. Um. Skip looks at you in utter bewilderment and has no idea what you just said for the last 30 seconds. Disguises, man. It's good. It works. Look, I I need to process all of this. I need to think about this. And right now, I'm just so 
gosh darn tired that I'm I'm pretty much ready to fall over. Oh, wait, we'll fall right into that chair. I'm sure it's comfy. I'm going home. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't know if you noticed, there's a bunch of guys running around. They're all crazy and kidnapping people. Don't worry about me. I've been avoiding the community guard for the best part of the week. A reporter is never off duty. Puffs his chest out a little bit. Hang on, I'm just going to make a quick brain throw. It seems to me that at the moment, there is very little to connect us. Maybe I could perhaps do a little bit of digging around. Perhaps find out some information for you. Just don't end up on the list yourself. Yeah. Yeah, if anything gets suspicious, or I get your butt right back here, I'll protect you. I got you, Skip. <laughs> he's like, he's he's looking at this 14-year-old boy and, and just going, uh, okay. Skip stands up um, and he says, I'll be back here in the morning. If I hear anything, I'll let you know. And he heads out the door. I'm trying to think of D Curly if they lost their bat, uh, their bat or not. You have got your bat. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. You, um, we decided in episode 18 that you had left your bat in the last post. That's right. And you taken the lead pipe instead. So you have got your bat. Okay, cool. And I have like a Stanley knife. <laughs> I have my weapon. Yeah. All right. So what are, what's the sleeping conditions in here? What, what kind of options we got? Well, in a carriage. There's a battered sofa and a desk and and a chair. Why don't we go and sleep on the seats that we have in the last post? Because it's still here. Oh, I want to take that sofa, though, because I need a place to fucking stretch out. I've been chained to a wall for the past couple days. And you don't really get very restful sleep there. <laughs> so I just want to, like, catch a couple hours. You've got enough chairs and cushions and bits and pieces in the post to to make. Ah, uh, yeah, but this this sofa, man. Yeah, but we don't want Skip to go home. We want him to hang about. Make so a brains tell- roll for me. Okay. We don't want to tell him about our clubhouse. That's well, Skip's sad. gone. Skip's gone anyway. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. I got a two. Okay, Sally. You know that the safest place for you is the last post. We should go to the last post. Uh, Why? (laughs) Because it's our secret clubhouse and even the disciples haven't gone in there, so maybe they can't and maybe it's like magic. Fine, alright, fine, 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 fine. Them seeds better be good, like, for my lumbar support. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they recline. Well, they're aircraft seats, aren't they? Yeah, so they probably recline, that's what I'm saying. Alright, so... um, Oh yeah, I could show you my motorcycle. You have a motorcycle? (laughs) It's not like a motorcycle motorcycle, but sweet. (laughs) And I stole it from the disciples. (laughs) (laughs) So the two of you and Erin and Nettles, who has been unusually quiet this evening... Decide to head out of the carriage and off to the last post. As you step outside, it seems like the disciples are elsewhere. There's no one around. Um, So you walk over to the now familiar piece of corrugated iron and pull it back and walk through the aisle of 
rubbish to your clubhouse. Rad. You can use toes as a blanket. You can use toes as a blanket. <laughs> if you can catch him. So you go in. Um, Toes is delighted to see you. And Nettles, being Nettles, just tries to avoid Toes advances. But he just wants to love you in his socky way. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I'm going to pass out for a couple hours. Okay, so yep, you make up beds and, and you... I want to cuddle it like a teddy bear. Okay, yep, you cuddle up to Toes. Yeah. Um, Nettles... Yeah. Decides to nuzzle up next to you, D. And you, um, in fact, why don't we make... What would a good night's sleep roll be? Uh, I'm going to say grit. I would probably say grit as well, yeah. Yeah, because we're sleeping rough. Ish. We're, we're sleeping all right. I rolled an eight. Got six. Okay, um, those are both sufficient for you to have a restful um, few hours sleep. That's good. Yay. Um, Sally, you got an eight. D, you got a six. Sally, you are in a reasonably deep sleep. Um, and D, you are the first to wake up in the morning. And uh, you are woken up to the sound of, of metal pinging. It's like somebody's throwing something at the at the clubhouse like a like a stone or a pebble well how dare they you don't hear this be quiet deep grabs her bat and kind of like uh motions to nettles to follow and goes outside to take a look okay so you go outside you look around and you don't see anybody out there although you do find a just as you kind of step out, a small collection of gravel comes over the top of the garbage, uh, the top of the junk. Pings me right in the face. It doesn't. It doesn't hit you in the face, but it does sort of clatter onto the onto the last post. Uh, I'm gonna like uh, go out and poke my head out the the main entrance. Okay, so you walk through the aisle and poke your head out the entrance. When you get there, Weege is stood there. Looking really surprised and go, oh, D, fancy seeing you here. Yeah. I know, right? It's pretty crazy. What's up? Who's throwing wax? <laughs> um, yeah, and he surreptitiously drops a handful of gravel <laughs> onto the floor. Um, he says, listen, as you're up, let's go for a little walk. Uh, you want me to get a Sally or anything? No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. I just... Just needed to have a little chat. Hi. Yeah, that's well. Um, so you you stroll. There's no rhyme or reason, no direction to your uh, preambulation. It's simply you're wandering around the junkyard, and um, as you do, Weege begins to talk, and he says some pretty heavy oh. shit you seem to have gotten yourself into. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, just a smidge, you know, walling through it. I think I'm doing pretty okay, all things considered, you know? I have no doubt that you will, but have you got any plans yet? For how to save the world? Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe go in there and, uh... They just kind of, like, slaps the bat in their hand and be like, I don't know, kneecap Vic. Yeah, I, I think it may take a little bit more than, more than that. But, alright. You didn't hear this from me, okay? 
Right. See, Cassie, Cassie's got a bit of a history with situations like this. You, you may have noticed last night she was uh, talking about this happening before. And it did, just as she said. Some do try to harness the powers of chaos and it all went a little bit wrong. What she didn't tell you was that she was the angel to give up one of her feathers in order to defeat the creature. And she suffered for those actions quietly and in her own way. But the creator wasn't wasn't best pleased, shall we say. But I think you need as much help as you can. So I'm going to tell you this. I don't know what that feather will do. I really don't. I think it is your last option. But right now, I don't see any other option. In order to defeat the creature, it's pretty simple, really. The feather needs to make contact with the creature before it completely manifests itself on this earth. You do that, this all goes away. You fail, and that's Armageddon. 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 When the foe is getting stronger, when the danger's getting real, you can't dodge it any longer, and the time has come to deal. Will you fight to keep your freedom? Will you falter? Will you fall? You will find out what you're made of when your back is to the wall. All your Protection was their calling They can't help you anymore Will you stand for right and justice? Will you stumble? Will you stall? You will find out what you're made of When your back is to the wall You're the soul whom strife has beckoned Though you vowed to pass it by You're the girl of whom they Oh.